It is the Nintendo Powercast episode 325. I have a very, very special guest today. The developer of A Night at the Races. What? How are you? Oh, how are you? Can you hear me? Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, oh, yeah. there we go. Oh, yeah, my gosh. It's breaking again. Uh, oh my gosh, our connection is wonky, I guess, but can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, I'll start it again. Okay. Can you hear me? I feel like I'm breaking up on your end too. No, no, no. I think, I think it's okay now. Okay. Now I can see you clearly. Oh, I hope it's, it will hold for now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how are you? All right, here we go. Uh, here we go. Good, 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 good. So I'm going to do another intro. Here we go. What is happening? It's the Nintendo PowerCast episode 325. I'm your host, N64 Josh. My player two is the developer of A Night at the Races. Uma, how are you? Thanks. Thanks, man. How are you? <laughs> Thanks for having me, first I'm... of all. Um... So glad to have um... you. So glad to have you. Now, Umat's in Turkey, so our <laughs> our connection is a little bit a little bit uh, sketchy, but I think <laughs> I think I see green bars right now, so we're going to we're going to we're going to keep moving forward and and hope for the best here. So, uh my first question, my first question is, where did the inspiration come from for a night at the races? Ah, uh, so this story, um, <laughs> it's a bit uh, long story, but I'll try to keep it short. No, I was um, making games uh, before this uh, for some years, I guess. Uh, I make flash game. I made flash games, mobile games, and stuff like that. And I was always uh, looking forward to making my PC game, and hopefully convert it to consoles. You know, and um, I started a prototype back then in uh, 2016, I guess. Um, uh, multiple prototypes actually, and uh, this one was the only one that stick because I made some other ones and they didn't stick. <laughs> I made my friends play and they said, oh, this one sucks, make this one. So you can blame them <laughs> if you buy a game <laughs> and didn't like my game, okay, just don't blame me. So I was making this platformer and hoping to finish it in six months. Uh, but when the fix six months passed, uh, I find myself in a place that I really didn't enjoy my game. So, uh, you know, even the best plans doesn't survive the reality, I guess they say. So uh, I was looking how to improve the game. Meanwhile, the uh, Turkey is an interesting place, you know, uh, it's uh, a bit in the middle of Europe and Middle East. So 
we kind of uh, consider ourselves in a place in Europe, but at the same time, we are really close to Middle East. And you know, the, there's this on, there was this ongoing Syrian war, and there was this internal conflicts going on in Turkey. And every day, when I was going uh, to my small office every day in the morning. Uh, whether it's Syrian refugees or the homeless people or the other stuff that's been going on in Turkey, I don't want to delve much into that. But <laughs> I find myself uh, asking, uh, you know, what am I doing with my life? I'm doing this stupid platformer game. It's almost 2020 and, uh, you know, I was uh, a bit notorious uh, in the game, just making my friends uh making fun with my friends when they are making another platform ga platformer game you know because they are <laughs> really famous with this um thing you know if you are in it in the you make a platformer game wow, wow. i mean uh, so i it wasn't my first intention to make a platformer game but it was the most fun prototype that i have uh, made back then so uh, I thought that I should finish this one, but at the same time I was really struggling with the uh, struggling with myself. You know, I, uh, I really find myself in a dark place, uh, so to speak. Uh, you know, I felt like this was a uh, empty work. You know, although I was able to make my own games and made some money before uh, making my own games, it said dream come true. I mean, what can you say? You don't have to, uh, you don't have a right to complain when you are making your own uh, dream job. But I really struggled finishing this prototype. Uh, six months become one year and one year become nearly two years. And at this stage, I really wanted to make a game about my own conflicts. Somehow to turn this little prototype into something uh, a bit more personal, I guess, but not in an uh, overtly open way. I uh, wanted to keep a bit obscure and a bit um, in an abstract layer, perhaps. So I wanted to uh, smooth out this experience into a more relatable way, perhaps in, in a more fantasy setting. So I may I put this platformer inside an adventure game. <laughs> what a nice idea, you might say, but it turned out to be another hell. So it took another two years for me to finish. <laughs> <laughs> so after four years, I finally managed to finish this thing. And uh, luckily, uh, with good reviews, and uh, finally, I think I made something that uh, I'm proud of. Uh, because that was that was my uh, biggest problem uh, when developing this to make this something worthy, uh, you know, for my cr criteria uh, at least. So, um, uh, 2019, we released this game in December in PC. After two years, now we released it on Switch. So it's another dream come true. <laughs> this time, um, my emotions in a, are in a better state <laughs> because there were people who helped me. So uh, I'm really thankful to them. 
thanks from here again. So this is the story. So you have you've built a game within a game. It's on the Switch. It came out September third. Yes. It when I first played it, and I talked about this on the Beamable Game Dev podcast. So if you guys want it, kind of the the part one, part two, that's kind of what we're doing here. And so the like it, I felt like I had an emotional attachment to the game already, right? And then getting to hear your story, it was like, oh, this makes sense. Like I really felt like I was playing a piece of art, and uh, and 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 loved it. So, oh, thanks. Where did the inspiration for the platforming game come from? Were there some some specific games that you were kind of taking inspiration from, or or you know what 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 drew you to that that genre of game? Yeah, that's the weird part, part uh, actually, because most of the time uh, when people see, uh, they instantly and uh, rightfully connected to similar uh, modern games, you know, like Super Meat Boy or Celeste, because it's an uh, action-packed platformer and uh, you need to um, include your reflexes, uh, you need to be engrossed in that kind of experience you know uh, it's not for the faint of heart should i say uh, so but my actual starting point was a bit different normally i as i said i was making flash games back in the day so i really like those simple runner games but at the same time i really like playing action games i mean like arcade flight games or any other type of action game that requires uh, higher reflex uh, flexing opportunities. <laughs> so I was just trying to make something that would be fun for me, you know. Uh, and although I like Celeste very much, uh, which came later, or perhaps just a month the same year with United Races, I guess I can't remember just now. But uh, Super Meat Boy was before them, but um, so because of that, I think there is this uh, little, should I say, disconnection uh, um, between how my game looks and how it relates to other current modern platforming games, which are, again, morally action-packed, not the Metroidvanias or uh, roguelikes, but in the same style. Um, interestingly, most of the time, uh, if you are a player of Super Meat Boy and Celeste, you're drawn, you may be drawn to my game. But uh, one thing I realized from my testing, uh, those people are actually struggling a bit more because they bring out their baggages with them because they are used to this kind of um, controlling scheme where you are really in control of everything. But United Races is a bit different because I tried to I tried to make a game where you need to go with the flow, not control the flow actually. Uh, it's as I said, it's a hybrid of a runner and a platformer. So you're always running, although you can unlock a mode where you can stop that and play like a traditional uh, platformer. Uh, the default mode is uh, like works like a runner, but you can control 
your direction. You can go left and right. And all wall jumpings, as you might have noticed, happen automatically. When you grab the wall, it automatically bounces off. So you don't have to uh, push a button and think about that. But interestingly, if you're a <laughs> avid player of those kind of games, you might have to dial down a bit uh, your pre-learned uh, pre uh, behavior because you need to forget some of them and learn uh, you have to approach this like a new game you know it's because it's it's a different beast it's kind of it's in a own it's it's own it's its own genre <laughs> Not that much. It's a platformer again. You can, uh, yeah. but I couldn't find the term. So it, I mean, it has, has a unique <laughs> twist on the genre. Yes, yes. It felt it feels different. You just don't expect something like Celeste or Super Meat Boy uh, because my intention was not to make a um, rival to them. It would be mad because those games are great and really polished. And I'm not saying that my game is not polished, but uh, I'm just the one guy who made uh, a game that evoke uh, those nostalgic feelings in me. Uh, so the jury is still out on this one. I mean, I'm still <laughs> reading a lot of reviews and hearing uh, a new thing every day. So I'm really curious about what people will say about it when they play it, because I'm hearing a lot of different things, you know, mostly good, thankfully. That's good. That's good. The uh, You have basically combined a game within a game, right? Yes. The, the story is this, uh, the character is in a bad situation. They're trying to win an arcade tournament so that they can get out of the bad situation with the prize money. And so you, you combined like a point and click adventure with a action platformer. Right, and the two yeah. two seem to work work very well, and and it it a lot of people I think jumping into it they think it's going to be a point and click game, right? I I was watching some other videos <laughs> and 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 then all of a sudden they're you know they're they're this little cube bouncing off walls and <laughs> and you know just just moving through these levels at a relatively fast speed and 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 it's a it's a good time. It's, it's a lot of fun. And I know we talked about at the beginning, like your, your inspiration and, and being in that and, and kind of like wanting to add another element to, uh, to the game. I've been, I've been, I was so excited to have you on here. I've been telling different people about, uh, about it. I talked about it on the last, on the last episode, right? Because it's just, it's, it's one of those games that like, as soon as you get into it, you just know there's something special here. And so that's, that's, that's the biggest reason I wanted to uh, be able to chat with you and, and figure out hey. where that, where that, where that magic came from, you know? So thanks man. Thanks. Thank you. What's, what's it been like sitting back and reading reviews? Is it, is it a little bit nerve wracking or, you know, like do you kind of wear your heart on your sleeve or, you know, is it, uh, are you doing okay? I'm doing you know, okay actually because um, I was expecting much harsher reviews because I'm mostly harsh on myself 
sure. you know, th this was one of the reasons that this game, uh, why this game, it took so long, so long time for me to finish, because I was constantly uh, changing things and making uh, it to trying to make it better in terms of accessibility and um, you know uh, and other aspects. Uh, but reviews, I mean, I know it's a hard game, and I, I know from the few tests that I have been able to make uh, that it won't uh, appeal to everyone. Uh, but at the end of the day, the one thing that made me happy is uh, people can see it's a fair game. You know, I was mostly afraid of that. I mean, when you make a hard game, you can this can be because of you made an unfair game. You're constantly killing someone because the control scheme isn't uh, clear or just some other design aspect of it is not good. I'm not saying I made a 100% uh, enough game because it's art, you know, it's really, really sub subjective. Yeah. But um, I am happy that people can see my intentions and, uh, you know, can understand the design and the goal of the design and try to uh, play within that framework. And if it's hard for them, it's okay. But if it's unfair, this is a different problem. And so far, uh, the reviewers um, soon seem to understand what's the goal of the game and embrace it most of the time. And uh, also, there's a lot of accessibility options which we uh, added into the Switch version, which helped uh, most of the players uh, in terms of uh, easing into the gameplay a bit better. We gave more lives, etc. In PC version, there there's there's the stuff already available, but they are hidden in the menus and stuff like that. And I realized that this really affects the player experience. You know, most of the people doesn't. Uh, you know, play with those options stuff. So in Switch, especially considering it's a console, it was a better decision to put them, uh, make the easier version, the default version, give more lives and uh, making skipping level really easy from the pause minute without, you know, giving any um, discouragements doing, to doing that. So I guess, Final answer. I'm happy with the reviews. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to hear that. As you know, you've talked about wanting to make a game that was that you enjoyed, right? Yeah. So what is your favorite part about a night at the races? What is it that that in your mind is like this is what this is what I'm really excited to show to show everyone? I mean, although I bash uh, platforming parts a lot because I thought that it was not enough as by itself back then uh, to be sellable. Uh, and I added all those story to make it more rewarding. You know, there are no boss fights in this game. There are no stuff, but just a high, high reflex gameplay. Uh, so I tried to make it more rewarding with adding those adventure parts. I'm, I'm really proud with those parts, but Still, the gameplay is uh, most of the gameplay is 
about platforming part, you know, the adventure part doesn't include any puzzles or stuff like that, just like that. I mean, it's just moving the story forward. It's uh, not going back and forth with puzzling and platforming. It's a platforming game, no excuses, right? Mm -hmm. So my favorite part is also about platforming, I guess, because after all, uh, it's it's fun, you know. It's it's the most fun <laughs> that I uh, felt when I, among my games. You know, it's the most fun thing that I made. I think. I love it. I love hearing that. That's great. It's uh, it, it's a special game for sure, and I really, really hope uh, everybody listening. Go and check out a night at the races. It's on the eShop. And uh, Umat, I really appreciate you taking the time to to chat. Is there uh, is there any place that people can connect with you, like on Twitter or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. Check. Um, um, normally, I, I I realize that my name my name is a bit weird. <laughs> you know, it's Umut. Uh, so I um, I'm releasing games under the name Mushi Jukebox. You can find us just searching Google and check. You can check our Twitter, Discord, and stuff like that. And you can write uh, from anywhere. You know, you can send email. You can just, you know, our handle, handle, right? Is that the right that, term? That, that's the right term. <laughs> handle thing. Yeah, my, our, our handle thing is Mushi Jukebox. And you can reach me whenever you want, uh, however you want. <laughs> So I, I need more reviews, actually. Buy the game and let me know uh, if I'm wrong. If this game sucks, you know, I'm a bit, <laughs> I'm I'm a sucker for these kind of reviews. You know, uh, maybe this that's the thing. When there's a lot of positive reviews, but just one negative review, I'm obsessed on that, and I'm trying to understand what I made wrong. So let me know what I made wrong. Yeah, I mean it's a great. I mean you. You know, you get that feedback, and you can you can re-examine stuff, and maybe maybe grow and improve from it. But at the same time, too, sometimes it just boils down to somebody's opinion, and they just it didn't jive with them. You know, so it's you gotta you gotta take the take the good with the bad, and see what you can what you can gain from it. So, uh, thank you again for uh, for sitting down with me. Um, if you guys want to see the first part of this, it's I mean it's not really a two part, but if you want to hear more about the the game and the design and just the 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 ups and the downs of a game developer go and listen to the beamable game dev podcast the the latest episode that that i'm launching today actually so it'll be episode nine i believe so so go and check that out and uh and then go pick up this game that's all i gotta say go pick up this game so thanks again and uh We'll talk soon. Thank you, Josh. Thank for thanks for having me. You know, I'm really, really grateful. Um, I've said this million times, but I'm really grateful for uh, this opportunity. And yes, people should watch Beamable podcast. It's it's really good. Other developers are on it, so it's it's really it's really a goldmine for me too. I appreciate it. We'll see you later. See you. Thanks. <laughs>